Say have fun in your podcast. Fun in your podcast. Say I love you. I love you. back to the weight one my podcast i am your host 30 pieces i am joined today uh by d from bad and boozy podcast how you doing d i'm doing good how you doing i'm doing fine i'm glad that we were finally able to schedule this uh this recording um it's been a long time coming we've had yeah you know we've had a uh, we, we started out on twitter just for the for the listeners we started off on twitter communicating back and forth and then, you know, you know, open, you know, we then for a couple months and then after that we just kind of shared our our personal contact information and then chatted before we, we you know, we hopped on the on the Skype call or whatnot. But um obviously a lot of a lot of has happened since we've started our conversation or whatnot. And I know you were going through a, a period in your life or whatnot. Um and I think I was entering that same period of like realization that um, what mm-hmm. I was doing no longer satisfied me. And for the listeners, today today's episode is going to really derive, uh, focus on uh, like your, your career changes and how do you um, get comfortable with 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 those decisions that you make um, because it's not easy for everybody. Um, I'm fortunate that um, I have a strong support network, and for you, um, you you hopefully you can um, shed some light on how you. How you got to that point? How do you arrive to your decision of, uh, you know, leaving your job, um, and then where you, you know, how you started, and what happened during, and then where you're at now? Um, so just to start off with that, just a quick little, give us a little quick uh, plug on on yourself and your your podcast. And... Okay. So even though it's not my uh, presence here today has nothing to do with the podcast, I do host the podcast, Bad and Boozy podcast with my co-host Soso that's in California um and we usually well since the pandemic started we've been going bi-weekly but eventually we'll go back to weekly so that's just a fun podcast about wine liquor and things like that and now I think about it it probably does kind of come back around to where I am at now in life but um since we're here to talk mostly about um me how I kind of built up to leaving my job just a little background about that is uh today we're recording in like in like august um next month september would have been my 10 year anniversary with the irs <laughs> i was a revenue agent with the irs um 
uh, that was basically my second job out of college. I have been career straight through high school, um, college, everything, accounting, master's degree in accounting. My first job was accounting, and then I've been at the IRS. So my whole career from 16 up until now, I'm 36, has been like focused on accounting. I love accounting, still love accounting. Um, but I came to a point where I was just like, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> like I remember being in therapy earlier this year, I had to kind of like be honest to myself, like I don't want to be an accountant anymore. Um, but it is like a couple steps that led up to that. Um, uh, about I would say probably roughly about three years ago I was like living in my own place having a good time you know traveling being an aunt and like theoretically I felt like I should have been like happy but I but like it just seemed like but really I wasn't so eventually um after the government had shut down I think that was 2018 December I decided to seek out therapy and one of the first other than being depressed one of the first things that um, that I talked to my therapist was about was work and my relationship with my manager. And I didn't know if it was just like, I needed a new job or try something new, whether it was my manager, whether I'm being depressed. So I need new coping mechanisms for dealing with my manager. I just wasn't sure. So, but talking about in therapy, my therapist was just like, uh, you're bored. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, and it's funny. Cause I feel like I felt that but it she gave me like some validation but at the same time it was just like okay now I'm bored with work but what what is next do I apply for promotions or I apply for another job like what does that like what does the next part of my life look like um since I mentioned the podcast I am like a really huge wine enthusiast and things like that and like I did I would be like oh if I could have like an ideal job I would just like be working in the wine industry and doing something more fun and more creative. And it's not that I don't like accounting and stuff. I just felt like I'm more than like this one track situation. So I just kind of dealt with my mental health with my therapist. I had took a leave of absence and I was hoping that, Oh, if I take a leave of absence for like a month or so, I'll get like rejuvenated and I can come back to work with like a fresh perspective. But I felt like no matter every little thing I wanted to do, it just kind of circled back, right back around to like, nah, maybe not. Cause I come back to work and I was just like, fuck this place. Like I still didn't feel it when my coworker would be talking about the audits and stuff. I'm like, I just don't feel that same excitement no more about looking at these records, like screw these people or whatever. So then I was like, well, maybe I need like, I'm single. I don't have kids. So I was like, maybe I need to look at jobs in like another city. So I started looking at my same position in another city in other cities like maybe this the change the change i need but i but when i wasn't getting responses or even when i was i realized like do i really just want to go be a revenue agent in another city like do i really want right. to still do this job and i think it was kind of like me being scared it's like a little bit of being scared so let me find something that's different but not that much of a change or whatever. I, I applied for other government agencies. And then I just was just thinking, um, last year when I got my, um, you know, the anniversary notice and I realized it was nine years, I was like, fuck. Like, I, I was like, I overstayed my welcome. It wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't happy. Like every other year it was like, oh yeah, five year anniversary. I, it was like a celebration. But the nine years just made me think I can't fucking be here for the 10th one. I was like, I don't know how I'm going to be. I don't know what it's going to look like, but I just would tell myself like, we got to figure it out. 
in as crazy as 2010 has been with the pandemic and stuff, a few things and therapy just started to reveal itself like, well, maybe I could do this on the side. Maybe I could do this one thing on the side. Maybe I had started talking to like a career coach. Like, well, maybe I look at my resume. Maybe I start looking at other industries. But what the pandemic had kind of helped me do was like, once we were kind of like on stay at home orders and I wasn't in the office or whatever, I still was stressed out a little bit being here working, but I still had that kind of freedom to like chill and kind of think and um, kind of crunch some numbers, do some math. And one day I just started thinking like, well, what if I just left? What if I just quit without having like what if I just quit? Like, right. like and, and at first it just sounded like crazy, but I was like, well, I tried these other things, and I've been thinking about it. And I was thinking about it before the pandemic hit, and I was like, you know what, this is realistic. And I was just like, um, I really felt like deep down I needed a drastic change, and I needed to take some time to myself to figure it out because if I'm working eighty hours, well, you know, well, biweekly, if I'm working forty hours a week or whatever and the pandemic is happening and my job is still stressful and I don't have equipment because they wasn't, you know, they the government wasn't prepared. It's just like, well, I still, even though I'm home, I still don't have time to like pour into myself. So I just started thinking out loud and then I ran it by a couple friends. And once I said it out loud and realized like it didn't sound as crazy as I thought it did. Um, of course I grew up poor and drug addict parents. So it was like, what you gonna leave? You know, part of my brain was like, you gonna leave your good government job. But I just thought it just started feeling more exhilarating and more exciting. And I can't say that I would have ever got to that place if I hadn't been in therapy in the last uh, year and a half. And I was just like, so I, that day I was like, I'm going to quit. But I was like, let me sleep on it and see how I feel the next day. And I woke up the next day and everything in me just was like, yeah, that's the right decision. And I was just like, all right, this is what I'm going to do. And then my uh, my next therapy appointment came and I told my therapist and she was like, well, that sounds great. And everybody was <laughs> like, well, what you going to do? And I was like, that's the whole I think that's the exciting part, like not knowing what the fuck I'm going to do. I'm going to quit. I planned enough that, you know, I'm responsible. I can budget. I could take some money, you know, some savings, some money from some of my retirement, which sometimes people don't think about that. Like yeah. I looked at it like, well, I've been with the government 10 years and and that money in my retirement account is sitting there, but do I just want to be miserable, just building up all this wealth until I'm 65 and just stay here? Or do I just take some of it out now and, and pour into me now? So that's what the fuck I did. I was like, I'll plan to at least be good for bills for about like six months, pay off some debt. The school loans have already been paused because of the pandemic. So I was like, let me just do this shit now. And I put in my resignation on Juneteenth and yeah. told them that I was out of here. <laughs> <laughs> no, so no. right now I'm just in the middle of like, I have not looked for a job. I'm just kind of like enjoying myself for now and um, just setting myself up for whatever's next. Right. So it's like, I'm still kind of working, but not like working, working. Right. And and that's interesting. You you know you're. I mean, thank you for that. Um, and and there's a lot of, a lot of things things that you mentioned. Um, even going back, I, I guess like for you, for me, it's one of those things that kind of with what I'm going to. I mean, I was let go from my from my job. Um, but again, yeah. um, there was an opportunity for me 
um, it was weird how I, I was let go. It it was like a, obviously they put in a request to remove me, but it, I, at the same time I still had an, an appeal. I mean I was able to appeal, um, but I okay. told my director I was like, look, I'm not because I asked him I was like, okay, what is the worst case scenario? Is am I not? There was two things that I was really concerned about, and one of them the primary was is would I be eligible for immediate rehire? And he said, well if you go this route, yes, because it wasn't like I'm terminating you or you're being escorted out the building for fraud or, or whatever, you know, something that's negative that, that you wouldn't be able to be hired back on. And I was mm -hmm. like, okay, as long as I'm able to be rehired and, and I get, and he mentioned unemployment. I was like, Hey, you know what? I didn't even think about that because like you, I was just looking at, okay, I'm the same way before I make a decision. I look at the fit, the numbers. Okay. Can I realistically do this? And, and, and me being married and having two kids and granted my wife has a solid job, but I don't want to put that much burden on her. This is my journey. This is my decision, but I don't want to make it be a burden on her, you know? And so a couple of things that you were mentioning, like, you know, you know, looking at the numbers, seeing if it's realistic um, and then tapping into your, to your, your, your retirement. I mean, and one of those things was for me, it was like, uh, you know, don't touch that. Don't touch that. But, you know, there's an opportunity with the pandemic. There's an I think that part is always kind of like drilled into our head, like save, 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 save. But it's like, for lack of a better word, white people do shit like that all the time. Like <laughs> for real. And so, and so for me, like once, once I even look, just look kind of exploring my different options. And, um, you know, at the beginning of this pandemic, my, like I mentioned to you on our, on our text and whatnot, the way I, the way I came to this was my wife, we were in the car and she, she asked me, Hey, are you happy with your job? Because I was on leave and, and, and somebody from my job called me about something and she, and I, and I quickly said no, and I never do that. I never, you know, I always kind of pause for a second and just give it, give a like a guarded answer, right? I don't want to, I don't want her to worry about a lot of shit neither. So, but then, you know, me saying yeah, seeing saying no, kind of, I, I took, I kind of took a step back and I was like, okay, is this real or is this just like a temporary thing? Um, and I was like, am I gonna get over this? Luckily, we had a couple holidays. I was working from home, had time to kind of think to myself and still kind of be productive. Um, and But at the same time, I, I noticed that um, my, my attitude at work for it, it, it was like a dread. I was like, oh, man, I, even though I'm working from home, it's like oh, I got to log on. And, and granted, we weren't necessarily bombarded with a lot of workload. It was just more of like it was just tedious for me. And, and at that time, I started realizing that, yo, I need to explore this because I can't, I've, 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 uh, actually today I'm 12 years with the, with the government and well, well, shy of 12 years now, but, um, it was one of those things like I'm only 36. I'm about to be 37 in October. I got a good 20 years left in me of like 20. solid of solid work and dedicating myself because again, I don't want to be 65 and then not be able to enjoy the fruits of my labor. You feel me? And so I was like, okay, well, even if I pull out all my all my retirement out, use it, keep me sustained, sustain us for 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 a while, I could still work for 30, 20, 25 to thirty years and still build that wealth back up, right? So again, and and, and my wife, it took me a couple of days to tell her, because how do you break that to a spouse, right? And I finally told her. Um, and she was kind of a little bit upset. She was more of like, you know, she thought I was going to quit right then and there. Right. And I was like, no, it makes no sense. I'm, I'm working from home as, and for the, for the foreseeable future, 
when they did, my decision was when they force us to come back into the office, I'm either going to take leave the days that I, I have to be in the office or I will resign because, you know, obviously I don't want to put, put her at risk, put my children at risk and put my children at risk and put myself at risk. And I said, like, so that was my, that was my end point. Right. And so they kept extending us working from home. So I was like, okay, cause I even remember told you, I was like, it was it May, was it June, was it July? Yeah. <laughs> and so, and, and for me, um, it was just, it just made more sense just to wait, wait until they forced, forced my hand type of thing. Um, but, but, but talking about it with you is like, uh, for you, it seemed like you kind of went into therapy in 2018 and that's kind of started like, so, so, so did you go to therapy for another reason and you just happened to stumble on this? Um, yeah, so I feel like I went to therapy in general. I wasn't specifically thinking, I wasn't like only thinking about work, but that was a big part of like, I was just kind of unhappy. I was like tearful at work and I just was like not um, exercising like I used to. And I think what kind of triggered it is when we had the shutdown in 2018, I was thinking, oh, maybe I just need a break. And then I was thinking, oh, you know, a month off, whatever, however long we shut down, hopefully I'll go back and I'll be okay. But I got back to work and I was like, I just really don't want to be here. And I just really wasn't sure if it was the job itself, if it was me, whatever. And when it all boils down to it, it's usually like something within you. So as I start dealing with what was ever going on with me, then I could kind of like look at what was happening in relation to my job more um, like as a whole picture and I think I just started to look at my life more I, w I think I grew, I grew up really compartmentalizing every part like this is work this is whatever but if you really a full well-rounded person all those things you know how they say like leave work at home or leave right. home whatever whatever but realistically you can't do that like I'm what if you having something going on with your kids or your family or my mother dies or whatever whatever it's like I you know I'm a whole human being and I think that's part of me just started to like crumble a bit because I realized I can't like separate these things so it just was like yeah I went to therapy and and then you know she told me I was well I was depressed and part of and, and I did realize that work didn't cause it but it wasn't helping and then I was dealing with like a um a manager that didn't take my mental health seriously or whatever, whatever. So everything about the job was just kind of like adding to that. So as I started dealing with my own personal shit and getting better, it just made, it was like, so I'm going to be better and just stay at the shitty job or, and I won't say shitty as in like the job itself was horrible. I just, um, outgrew it. It, it like, it did for me what I needed to do, but I realized like, I wasn't getting the same fulfillment. I didn't like being there anymore. Um, you mentioned, um, like just being clear to yourself at, that you're unhappy or or whatever. And at first it was just like hard to admit because right. you feel like, well, as for me, I felt like I should just be grateful, but right. life is more than about just being grateful and being um, like, I'm, I am grateful, but me, me not wanting to work there or whatever is, you know, it's like, other people don't have these things, so it's like, well, how could I just give up this or whatever? But it's like, no, I, I deserve to be happy and to explore whatever other sides of me are there. And it's, um, you mentioned, like, how many more years we have to work. And I'm like, we're, like, we're fucking young. Like, I got yeah. plenty of time for another career. One of the ladies I audited happened to be a lady who had been, like, an attorney and, like, 
left her high power job when she was like 40 to like do real estate and like have children. And I remember talking to her thinking like, Oh, you know what? Like that, like just seeing an example that a second version of life is possible. And I don't know about you being a federal employee, but I work right here in DC. I didn't want to be like a 65 year old grumpy old a federal employee because those motherfuckers be grumpy and they didn't been at the job 40 years and just kind of working and not like living life and I was like I don't want that and I was like I also don't want to have I don't want that for my nieces and nephews or whatever I just want them to I want to be a different example I get that our parents and generation before us was like work or whatever and that's kind of what they needed to do to survive but I think we got room now to not just work but also like have a fulfilling life because it's not about just working and paying bills it's about like being happy right and then you know and me and me and you are kind of in that that's we, we come from we have obviously we come from a different background but it's similar in the sense that are comparable um we we were of lesser mean I was in a single parent home mm-hmm. You know, she worked mm-hmm. odd jobs. She was a, uh, well, at that time, she was an illegal immigrant. And so, you know, you have to, you know, the options are not there for you. Um, but one mm-hmm. of the things that you mentioned is, uh, so so one thing that for me, when I when I looked at it, I, I for a while, I, I didn't look on, I didn't look on my resume because it was uploaded in USA Job, right? It was, it was that I didn't have to touch. It was just a matter of like clicking what documents I wanted to upload for whatever position and, right. you know, whatever. Um, and occasionally I might, you know, um, you know, edit it for or update it, you know, for salary or years or whatever. Um, but, you know, when I started looking at applying, because that's one of the, the compromises I did with my wife. I was like, I'm not going to leave the job right away. I will let you know when so we could kind of prepare it. And then but but in the meantime, I'm also going to start looking elsewhere, whether it be in the private sector or or in, in the public sector, other agencies or whatnot, see what is available. And, and one of the things for me, I wanted to come back to, I've always been in the healthcare, my master's in healthcare leadership. I want to, and my, and my BA is in accounting. I want to be in the healthcare industry. I don't want to necessarily stray too mm-hmm. far away because then it's really difficult to come back in. Anyhow, so when I, I started looking at my resume, um, what reviewed it, I realized how, I didn't realize how marketable I was. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like my mom, my mom and my sister don't, didn't have that option. They don't, they don't have that. And, it is, and you're right. It is a privilege. And I realize that now, but for the la, for the better. So since 2000, I've been in Topeka since 2008 with my wife. And so up to that point, I was in, in the military service, but one of the things that I always wanted to do is so like I graduated high school, right from, and that was for my mom. That was just to get, make her proud, let her know that all her, all her labor was not wasted. But the, but the, College was for me, you know what I'm saying. That you know, getting my a college degree that was for me. That was just to to for everybody else that you know shitted on me before um, and couldn't and, and didn't know I was gonna be able to do it. Um, that was for me as well. And then the masters, it was more of like, you know what, I'm here now, I can do it. And but I didn't realize how marketable I was, how much experience I had. And then I started applying. I mean, I started applying to different. Um, I don't want to go to 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 uh, public accounting because uh, public accounting is a different animal than government accounting, but I do want to stay on the financial side of it in the healthcare realm. And one of the things that I realized, and I've always said this to my brothers, and I don't know about you, but my brothers and my friends around me, my close friends too, 
and even my nephews now that they're getting ready to you know finish up high school and go to college um i tell them prepare yourself i've always for the last better part of the decade prepare yourself i've been doing it myself i'm leading you by example i'm 30 i was like i got my master's at 34 i mean 32 and then so and i'm st and I st i'm still doing my job and all that so it's never too late right keep at it keep going keep plugging away i wasn't following my own advice to them you feel me like i was i was mm -hmm. telling them but i wasn't listening internally right and I'm like, what I've been wasting? What did I do all this for? Yes, it's a government job. It's cushy. We get paid a good salary and all that stuff. But at the same time, am I settling? And it's and for me, it's starting to feel like I was starting to settle. And I didn't Fame. want that. You know what I mean? And, and for me, it was like, you know, just like a self-realization how marketable I was. So for you, it was like, have you have you like looked at what your background, your experience and, and, and what you've accomplished so far? And, and I guess, how do you see yourself now? So I felt like, um, so I definitely relate to that part about, um, not file, not necessarily like not following my own advice, but just sitting there thinking like outside of myself, like if, if I was, if I was somebody else, what would I tell that person? And I wouldn't have told that person stay at your job. So I was like, no, I gotta <laughs> follow. I got, I was like, I really have to like, whatever, like follow my own advice or take a chance or whatever. I was like, I would encourage anybody else. So let me do the same thing for myself. But, um, and also with the, uh, so for me, as far as looking at my background, I get that like, you just upload the resume. It can be cushy. It can be whatever. And you just don't even think like you, you don't, you don't even not, you may or may not be like keeping track of all the things you did. Or I remember looking at my background in the whole and be like, cause sometimes you don't even feel like you're worthy or you don't even feel like you did that much, but then you look and it's like, no, I did all this shit. Yeah. Like, let me gas myself up. Like what the fuck? Yeah. I did, I'm, I'm just cussing, but that's how I was like, hold up. I got a master's degree. And I think for me, it, coming from similar background, like you with poverty and stuff like that, you just kind of do and not th thinking to hype yourself up or give yourself that credit. But I'm like, I went straight through. I got my master's degree in 2008. Like, I, you know, I'm like, like I had to remind myself, like I'm the shit. And also if I can do all that, I can take that same energy to whatever's next. Right. And um, so I was just like, I got these accounting skills. I got like social skills. I'm a personable person. Um, I like taxes. I still like accounting, but for me, I want to do like a full, semi-full career change but still use my business skills and I just had to start talking to myself and I even talked to my friends about like their input because I got a lot of professional friends like you know I just had to realize that I just I wasn't in it alone like you said you was able to talk to your wife I once I talked to my girl my best friends my family it's like oh I'm not in this alone they support me they can give me ideas you know sometimes they just see you differently than you see yourself and a lot of times their view is more accurate and so I decided to like I'm gonna sign up for these wine courses I'm gonna start just kind of like reaching out to people in the wine industry and seeing what a career that way would even look like um accountant wise it's not like I quit my job and all of a sudden my accountant skills are gone right. so like I was telling we was talking off air about the enrolled agent thing so I can always like later on maybe next tax season, pick up a few clients to prepare their taxes. So for me, it was more like now I get to quit 
but I get to do it in my own terms. I don't want to just let life happen to me. Like I've been very resilient all my life, but, and I've, you know, every obstacle I faced it and I got over it, but that's was something happening to me and I had to react. So this time I was like, well, I could have just stayed at the job a little bit longer. We working from home. I could have bullshitted my way for a little while, but I was like, even fake, even faking work at home oh. and stressing is hard work yeah, yeah. so you be stressed out it, so i just literally was like my manager wasn't there for um my man it helped me because my manager was on a detail so i didn't have the pressure for a few months and i just said well i i could have probably bullshitted for another month or two or resigned right at my 10 year anniversary but i said I would be doing that for the wrong reasons. Right. I would just be doing that to spite them. But I want to do what's going to make me happy now. And I just gave myself, I just looked at the calendar, how long it's going to take for me to um get this money um in my account and then make sure I'm good. And then I just put up my resignation because it was just like, let me just take a chance. And now I've just been like applying for my credentials, signing up for classes. And um, literally I'm like, I'm, I was like, I'm gonna chill for the rest of the summer, summer, and then September gonna roll around. I'll start like more realistically, like updating my resume right. and like looking, but I'd rather have something that's less like, it don't have to be like, it's not gonna be like my IRS salary out the gate. But if I get a job at the little wine shop and I can learn, but I also can help them with their books because they need help or whatever, whatever. And, you know, because I still got those skills. And sometimes you just need to just take a chance on yourself and make connections. And I was like, well, that's what the fuck I'm going to do. <laughs> and, yeah, but so, therapy kind of just helped me believe that it's possible. Right. And so, okay, so right, that's, that's, that's wonderful. But so two things, two things that you hit on. So when I when I actually came up, obviously I told, I told my wife when I opened it up to, um, like, a, I got a, if, I got a lot of friends but I got more I got more acquaintances than I have friends. I have like mm-hmm. if 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 I if if I bang with you, then I bang with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we we don't have to necessarily talk all the time or whatever. You know what I mean? I I feel like me and you, um, there's there's a friendship there. Obviously, is ever evolving and developing still. But at the same time, I can confine in certain things with you. And I know. So one of the things that I did was uh, I opened it up to some of my my close friends, and I said, hey. Because sometimes I need a reality check and there's those people are my friends and close friends because I know they'll call me on my BS, right? And they'll right. Or, or they'll also be like, hey, no, 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 chill out, chill out. You, 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 you're thinking about it all differently. And when I opened up to them and even my wife, they, it, it, the fear was instilled in myself. They, they, they supported me. They, they knew what I was, they knew that it was a sensible thing that I was doing, that I wasn't, you know, out of my mind. And that I, 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 I had their support, you know, it wasn't one, it wasn't one of those things that, you know, they were going to shun me just because like, I no longer wanted to work or, or if I want to be laser or am I hitting like a, uh, middle midlife crisis or whatnot. No, it was, there was, there mm-hmm. was a, a general, a, a genuine, um, support from them. The other thing mm-hmm. you want to touch on is what you mentioned about. So, so yes, we, we had careers in the VA, in the, in the government and, we have great salaries. I'm not gonna front, but you know now that I now that when I was looking and searching, you know for me and I don't, I don't know I don't want to speak for yourself, but for me I wasn't necessarily driven by money in 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 the sense like I don't necessarily correct. I it, wasn't. It, it, for me, it was one of those things that yeah the money is gonna come, but I'm I'm willing to start you know near the bottom so that I can it, it, you know maybe it was a different career a different career path. 
maybe it wasn't necessarily accounting, but it was more on like the payables or maybe just just auditing or something like that. You know what I mean? But just on the financial side of it or, what, or in the healthcare side, uh, maybe be becoming a director of, of a department in the healthcare industry because mm-hmm. a lot of people want they like that finance background, but they also want to make sure that you can bridge the cap, the gap with a healthcare management knowledge and experience. And so for, for me, one thing I was realizing um, as I was uh, uh, applying, and I don't know about you, and you're probably going to go through this as well, maybe. Um, there are jobs out there that I did not know existed that I want to do. You know exactly. what I'm saying? And, 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 and for me, it was like the first job that I interviewed it was at my at my wife's job. It was for a director of pace, which is something that I was I went to school for. That's, it's that's like you didn't pro- even know it existed. Right. It was like, like the, oh shit, I can do that. Yeah. It was like the program. The program itself. It's we studied it in my master's for like four, like three semesters. You know what I mean? And we had to write one of my uh, my thesis was basically on that. And I was like, yo, I'm it's right up my alley. And then you know they they contacted me. I interview. Um, unfortunately, they select the one internal, which I like. I'm okay. I'm, I'm okay, but for me, I didn't take it. That, I mean, I, I took that's the L. still an experience for right. you to even. You needed to see that like something was out there possible, so that's still beneficial whether you got the job or not. Yeah. So <laughs> I, you know, yeah, I took the L, but the L made me realize that there are things, there are jobs out there that I want to do. I don't have to necessarily stay within my agency or within the government itself. Right. You know what I mean? I could, I could go to an ancillary uh, company or whatnot and do it and be still be effective, still you know, have a decent salary or whatever. And, and, and I know now that I qualify. That's right. something that didn't register me before. I, from, to me, it was like, I'm, I was always clawing back and forth and even mm-hmm. interviewing with other, other jobs in the government. I always had to kind of like reach to try to make the connection to whatever job I was, I was you getting. Broaden your, you got to broaden your perspective. Yeah. Like think outside the box. <laughs> Like I literally was in, I know that everybody's heard that think outside the box, but I really was like similar to you. I was like, I know is, is, is probably jobs out there that I can do. Or sometimes I would come across jobs. Like I probably could do this, but I had to take the time to connect. How do I take my current skills and translate it? Because if you just look at my resume, most people would just put me in that accounting box, but I didn't feel comfortable in that box. So I was like, let me try to figure out, how I can break outside with this, whatever, whatever. And then um, I literally was in therapy one day, like, I don't like fuck the lines. I don't want to color inside the lines no more. <laughs> like, 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 I'm sure it's things out there that I, like you said, I was like, I know it's things out there that don't, that um, exist that I'm not looking at or whatever. So, but I was like, I need to take time to like explore and figure that out. And then like even talking, to, once I um, connected with a couple like sommeliers just to pick their brain and talk, I'm like, oh, my ideas weren't that crazy. People like me exist. Okay, what's, what's a sommelier? Oh, <laughs> oh a sommelier is, a, is like a wine, that's the main word that people know as far as wine and experts, but sommeliers are typically uh, related in the service industry, so if you go to a nice restaurant and you order wine, if the sommelier comes out, they probably like an expert in wine and they pick the wine list and stuff like that, so like it's like 
it's things out there you can do. You've listened to my podcast. I'm like, you can get diplomas <laughs> in wine and hospitality. I'm even going to like take the little beer service exam. And I would go to these places and think like, I would love to be that person. <laughs> like, so let, what, why not? What, like now I'm like, at first it used to seem far fetched. Like I'm an accountant. I'm a, I'm this like, why would I do that? Now I'm like, well, why the fuck shouldn't I do it if that's what I want to do? And I audited small bit, like you said, like you didn't know it was jobs that existed. One of the ways I learned that was the nature of my job. When I audited people, I audited small businesses and self-employed people. It was plenty of times where I had to ask them to break down what you do, because I didn't even know the fuck that was a thing that you could earn money doing. So I was just like, oh, because everybody, whether it's nine to five or self-employment, I was like, oh, people are out here like doing other things. And that kind of like helped me be like more creative and realize that I could do something different. And then with the tax side, uh, uh, one thing I did want to touch on too was about the fact that aside from it not being money driven, I felt like I was starting to feel like I wanted to have like more of a purpose in life. And my purpose ain't to just work. I want to be happy. I want to volunteer more. I want to do this. And I feel like another way of leaving my job and trying something different is making more of a different, uh, uh, me being in the wine industry because I like talking to people. I feel like that has more of an impact on people Um, because I'm black and I like to help minorities or whatever. I feel like me doing taxes or work or something like that on the other side is a way for me to help um, smaller businesses with people that look like me understand taxes and things like that. And then, um, I volunteer. So I've been having more time. I think like juggling my schedule around differently gives me like more space to do those things, volunteer with a nonprofit students and work. And I'll still earn money. But I feel like if you, if money ain't your goal, but you just do whatever you really want to do and you just kind of manifest it, the money will come. You'll be successful right. or whatever. And it's just a matter of defining what success is. And success for me is not like some big old cushy salary and um, a big amount in my retirement and just waiting to be whatever. What the fuck if I don't make it this retirement? I'm going to regret not living my life now the way I want it because so much of my life had been dictated by my upbringing and circumstances now i just want to take more control yeah so so one of the things i want to before before we start wrapping stuff up and all that um one of the things i do want to point out is you know i i we we have the cameras on and i've noticed how you your body your facial expressions you know what i mean we're all humans (laughs) right that's why you're talking i'm also looking at your body how how your body is and whatnot but for some reason when you start talking about wine when i said smallier like you just glowed. Like I mean, I know you got the ring, but it's just it's just weird. Like I mean, you're but happy. That's true. You're happy about that's that. True. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like there, there there's a shift in tone. There's a shift in facial expression. Like you're talking about you take you're taking a hobby, and you and if you now try to match it up with what you currently do and what you're qualified to do, right? And and I think you know I mean again I praise you for that, and that's awesome because. I felt that way too when I I recently accepted a position as well and been offered and accepted. Like, part of me I couldn't really re- it hasn't registered. I have you know I still I'm still haven't you know dived in and it hasn't really hit home. But I noticed that there's there's a a more upbeat. I got a, I don't have a frown on my face. I'm, I'm excited. You know what I'm saying? I'm 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 looking forward to that to to the next opportunity. But like when you talk about wine. And I, and I could hear it on your podcast, you guys, you know, clowning and all that stuff, right. get a good time. But 
seeing it for for myself it you just glow you know what i mean and you know and i think that that's worth something you know what i'm saying like and that's for me i think that that's something that you have to pursue whether you know what i mean you start somewhere build it up i mean there's there's you have the ability to be a consultant to someone you know what i mean yes. and and i think that's that's awesome but okay so so you know we did therapy you know realized that we weren't happy and that the, a career move had to happen I guess now, I know you're going to go into detail, or not detail, but you might, my official day was uh, on a Friday, obviously, and then not even um, a Friday, and it was the same Friday I had an interview for this position. I blew him out the water, I interviewed well, and I wasn't reaching, I was like, it was boom, it was like, yo, I know I'm not doing what you're asking me to do right now in the moment, but I have the experience, I have the knowledge, and it was just like, bam, bam, bam. I wasn't reaching for certain experience. I wasn't trying to tie things, you know, that were like far-fetched. When I, it was just like, and they noticed, and they and it was a, a video call too, and they noticed that that I was how my passion. They they knew how detailed I was. They knew that I had the experience and everything. A week later, I was offered the, the position. You know what I mean? And one of the things that I'll say this is it, the challenges that I had was be being let go. Is how do you explain that to your employer, right? To your next potential employer. That was that, bro. I lost hair in the back of my head, and I have like a fucking stress spot in the back of my head because I didn't know how. how that was challenging, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. how do how do I? But I somehow kept it professional. Answered the, the way they. I told them I was a let go on this day, this and that, to justify the reason. But I was like, if you contact the HR agency, they'll be able to corroborate and confirm everything I told you. Just don't contact my previous employer, my previous supervisor, because I. Really, and I mean, I, I didn't. I didn't tell him. I just told him to not contact him. You contact anybody else. He came back finally because I have to have two references that are have to be previous supervisors, right? So he mentioned that um, uh, one of them, even though I work for her, I wasn't underneath her chain of command, and so it was. It was just weird. But anyhow, so I finally gave him one of my old sergeant uh, information because everybody left. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't. I don't hop from job to job. I. I stay there. I learn what I can. And when I get to a certain point, I try to make another career move. When I usually, you know, five, six years or whatever. But the challenge for me was, is a, how do I explain to him how that I was let go? And then two is how do I keep, now I know how I have to keep in contact with certain supervisors, you know what I'm saying? And try to uh, have a good relationship with them. Anyhow, this gentleman did not give up on me. He, he pursued it. He could have, he could have easily disqualified me for certain things or whatnot. You know, it was well within his right, but he kept at it, kept pursuing. I'm not going to front. I was a little bit, it was getting to me a little bit, but at the same time, it's like, are we doing all this just for you to disqualify me or is, or is this a genuine opportunity? Turns out, called me Friday, Friday that, that following Friday after my last day, and I I accepted the position. But just for you and those, those listeners out there, there is a way, even if you're fired and if you're let go, just to give you an advice, you're not the first person and you're not going to be the last person and you're going to be rehirable regardless, whether it be, mm-hmm. um, you know, in a different industry or whatever, you can do it. You can manage it. There's plenty of videos. There's plenty of templates that you, that you can modify to specifically to what happened to you. You, on the other hand, you resign. So you don't have that necessarily. You don't have to necessarily go into detail what happened, but. I guess going forward, you, I know you chill. I will still have to explain probably. Well, it depends. I might have to explain the career gap, but it's like 
only thing I can do is just tell them my, my story, like what happened? <laughs> right. Like, how did you get here? And I feel like for me, it, that probably me taking quote unquote control probably works in my favor. Cause when I've been talking to these people in the wine industry, they're just like, Oh, like, you know, like it just kind of makes sense a little bit or whatever. But like you said, it's a way to just describe it. Just kind of like, let them know what happened. Right. I and, feel like for the most part, if you're just kind of like genuine and like you said, you ain't the first person that this happened to. Right. I think that that's that's like some words to live by because we always kind of like look at things like um Tunnel vision. like it's only us. Right. But then you realize like, no, this had this is this has definitely happened before. <laughs> like, right. Like now, <laughs> it's such a it's such it's so simple, but it's just like, oh yeah, you're right. I'm not the first one. <laughs> Right. And, and, and it was weird. Like, you know, once I explained in an email, I mean, I obviously I could only div, um, say what I could legally say or whatnot. Um, and everything mm-hmm. else, he has to reach out to HR. Anyhow, but once I explained to him, it, we went to the next step. It was like, that's, that's all he needed to hear. You know what I mean? So, but anyhow, so we'll, we'll start wrapping things up. Um, just kind of, we hopefully we'll we'll try to do like a like a follow up, you know, maybe a couple months down the road. See where you're at, kind of touch bases on it. But I guess for me, you know, do you have any last words or encouraging words or what what, what would you say to to anyone that's listening that that either finds themselves in in a, in a certain predict this certain predicament, um, or 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 some, or they know someone that's in that predicament as well. You know, what would you tell them now? I think what I would say, whether it's um, resigning from your job or looking for a new job or whatever, I would just say like bet. This is like bet on yourself and um, do whatever you have to do and to realize like you're you're capable. Because uh, I think like anything is possible, but you really have to get to a place where you believe it. And I think sometimes it's okay to fake it until you actually believe it. <laughs> but like, but I'm saying like, I was at the beginning of therapy, I would write down these affirmations and I'd be like, what the fuck? But now I'm looking back at it like a year later. And it's like, if you just keep telling yourself you're worthy, you're capable, I can do this. And like being intentional about what you want, it'll, ha- it'll happen one day. It'll be like, Oh shit. Like I've literally been looking up the last few days and it'll be like, Oh, I like like something that I really just kind of like manifested. And at first, as you said, when you depress or whatever's going on, it don't always it don't always seem immediate, but it'll happen. So, believe in yourself. That's like I know we probably was taught that as kids and shit, but it's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because you, if you don't, who the fuck else going? Like you gotta believe in yourself first. <laughs> right. And 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 those that are around you, those that that love you and support you or whatnot, they. They will be they'll be right there with you and they won't and you'll be a surprise that matter will right and they're, you they're will not be gonna, surprised they're not gonna <laughs> they're not they're not there to criticize and they know you and they know what you know and I, oh, oh also i'll leave it with this if you're listening out there and you need some help or whatnot reach out i'll, I'll have my contact information on on the show notes and everything um i'm not sure exactly when this episode is going to be pulled out but it will be on there but again you know one you know, you're not the first or last person to be to re- resign or be fired or let go, and then and then be rehireable again. The other thing is, be confident in yourself. Like D say, I'm sorry, can I call you D? <laughs> like, yes, D like D say, <laughs> like D said, be, you know, bet on yourself. You you know, ultimately, you know what you know, and no one else can 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 mess with you on that. You know what I'm saying? Like, be passionate, be confident, and know 
and try to push. I know you're probably going to come down to like a be down on yourself or whatnot and maybe kind of like um, try to stop yourself from thinking certain ways. No, nah, explore them. Be a, don't be afraid. You know, it may be enlightening. It may be refreshing as well. And it may be something that you may need at the time. There's one thing, and I'll leave it with this. There's one thing my mom says in Spanish. Estás en el lugar y en el tiempo que debe de estar. It translates as you are in the place and in the time where you need to be at that moment. And I, 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 I cannot stress that enough. You know what I'm saying? Things happen for a reason. I'm not a man of faith, but you have to, there, things happen for a reason. You know what I mean? And I'm, I'm a testament to that. You know what I'm saying? So with that, um, thank you, D, for the time. Hopefully we could do a, a follow-up on this and see where you're at. Thanks um, for having me. Look, I'm, I'll definitely be down for that. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, then definitely bring that glow back because I talk about <laughs> wine. Maybe we'll do like a, a, a quick wine you know, episode of whatnot, and then you know, just school everybody on this podcast. You know, who knows? I'm, even my grand. That's grandma. what I love to talk about. I'm good. <laughs> Whatever. Look at you. You still growing. Look at this. Like you grinning. <laughs> Anyhow, all right. This uh, this has been the Wait One My podcast uh, with your host Thirty Pieces and our special guest D, the Asia. Uh, no, Demetra D from the Bad and Boozy podcast. <laughs> All right, thank you, and I hope you guys enjoyed. And uh, leave your feedback. You know, reach out to us if you need any uh, help or comments or stories or share anything. Thank you, and have a good one. Mm-hmm.